are listening to the Daily Roundup as part of the Reality Steve podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Reality Steve. Great show for you today. We've got some stuff to go over in Bachelor Nation. Just some back and forth that is just comical. Some reality shows to cover, a little pop culture, maybe end it with some sports takes. And we will get to that momentarily. Podcast brought to you by Organifi. Go to Organifi.com slash Reality Steve. 20% off your next order. It's a superfood blend that tastes amazing and makes it easier for anyone to choose their own health every day. So really not a ton to get into when it comes to Bachelor Nation. And this one happened a couple days ago. I totally forgot to mention this yesterday, so I did want to bring it up. Yosef and Claire. This is just comedy because Yosef's put his foot in his mouth so many times. And here we are a couple years later, and he still is. Obviously, anytime there's male, quote-unquote, nudity on The Bachelorette, where they put them in Speedos and they objectify them, which is basically every season. Ever since Claire's season, when Yosef said, my daughter's watching this, I want to set a good example. Of course, the running joke is when there's, quote-unquote, nudity or Speedos or tight shots of men's crotches on the show, it's a very easy joke to make. We all make it. Hell, I did it on Monday night. Yosef's daughter's watching the show. What is ABC thinking? Well, he responded to somebody who posted it, and he wrote, not everyone has experienced being a parent and a father or being responsible for a young, impressionable mind. As I am both of those things, it is my duty and honor to protect my child. Then Claire chimed in and said, well, I guess you should be thankful to ABC for protecting your child's impressionable mind and not airing the other 20 minutes of your rant that couldn't be shown on national television. Ouch. Shots fired. She continues. Claire, feel free to reach out with any further concerns or comebacks to the actual date team who came up with the dates. (laughs) Bang, bang. Two shots fired. Then Yosef, of course, had to respond back to Claire and said, I think we all know that situation could have been handled more appropriately, but I don't seem to remember an extra 20 minutes of ranting. Let's talk about the fact that you put your hands on me, pushing me as I was trying to walk away, or how you proceeded to stick your finger in my face. Why don't we both say we could have handled that more gracefully? I own my side. You can own yours. I don't think the date team had anything to do with that part. Oh, my God. Do I need to break that one down sentence by sentence? Let's just start at the end. I own my side. You own yours. He hasn't owned anything since that happened. Remember when he went on the mental all that season and literally they they set the whole audience up to thinking he was going to apologize and then made a joke about it and said, I'd do it again. The guy hasn't owned shit. So shut up on that front. I don't think the date team had anything to do with that part. No, they didn't. But he still hasn't acknowledged the fact that the leads don't plan the dates. How do you not get that through your thick head? They don't plan the dates. If you have an issue with men being put in Speedos or men having to cover their junk while running back to the villas, take it up with the date team. Take it up with production. They're the ones who plan these dates, not the leads. In terms of him saying Claire put his hands on him, 
pushing him as he was trying to walk away or proceeded to stick his finger in his face, stick her finger in his face. We don't know. We never saw that. What's more believable, that Claire pushed Yosef or that a lot of their conversation was edited out when he was going off on her? I'm just saying. No, we didn't see him going off on her for 20 minutes, like she said. So I guess technically we don't know that for sure. But if we're comparing the two, I think it's a little more easy to believe that Yosef continuing to go off on her was probably edited for time. And I, Claire pushing Yosef, I think he's I think he's trying to garner sympathy for something that he knows wasn't shown. So if he puts it out there, people can say, oh, wow, sorry, Claire did that to you. Yosef, it wasn't shown. What was shown was the way you handled that conversation and the things that you said and how you talked down to a woman on national television and looked like a horse's ass. That's what I remember. But, yeah, I think this situation, I mean, I'm sure it's dead. This is just a a, a one-time thing. I hope Yosef and Claire um, don't bring this up again. But Yosef had to comment on somebody making the perennial joke of how can ABC show this? Don't they know Yosef's daughter's watching? I'm sorry. That joke never gets old (laughs) because it's so ridiculous that he took to the daughter card to defend his actions on that show. It's like, dude, no, you don't care. You care about your daughter, but stop playing Mr. Moral High Horse here saying you're that offended. Nobody buys it. And if you do, I've got some land to sell you. Like I said, not a lot of got, not a lot going on in Bachelor Nation uh, today. So heading into the weekend, you don't really have a lot of drama. Of course, right when I say that, probably something will drop that ends up being the major drama over the weekend or into next week. But we'll see. But right now, that's it. That's it for uh, Bachelor Nation news. So we got some reality show stuff and some pop culture stuff to get to here. First off, F-Boy Island, episodes four through six dropped yesterday on HBO Max. If you have not watched the episodes, maybe you want to mute or fast forward right now because I'm going to talk a little bit about what happened in episodes four through six. You knew it was coming. At the end of episode six, Nikki tells the guys they have to reveal to the women, are they a nice guy or are they an F-boy? I don't think any of them really surprised, but they, of course they left us with the cliffhanger of what Peter was. Peter was the last one to go, and right before he says what he is, they roll the credits. So we'll find out at the beginning of next week's episode. And I did find out that next week, the 28th, is only going to be two episodes. And then the final two episodes are going to be on August 4th. So... Four weeks of episodes was released. Three, three, two, then two. Last season, it was three, three, then four. They decided to extend it another week. I have been in touch with the HBO people. We are going to get the leads. We are going to get Mia on. We are going to get Tamaris on. And we are going to get Louise on. I don't know if we're going to do it all three at one time or do one with two of them and then a separate one with one of them. I don't know how it's going to be done yet. But we're going to do that as soon as we can, close to the finale of August 4th. So we'll figure out how that's going on. But it's just a funny show. Like I said, 
Shut your mind off. It is mindless entertainment. It does not take itself seriously. Obviously, by bringing back Garrett to Limbro and bringing back Casey to compete and him saying he's a nice boy, we'll see if he sticks to that and if he gets picked in the end by Tamaris. And I think it's interesting because... Right now, if I'm not mistaken, all of Mia's guys that are left are all F-boys, right? So she's so basically she's picking someone going into that finale knowing that she has to change his mind or else he's leaving with 100,000. Because if you pick a nice guy, you split 100,000 50-50. You pick an F-boy, he has the option to split it with you or take the 100,000 himself. And Mia's only got F-boys left. <laughs> So that sucks for her. I'm curious to see exactly uh, what happens, but she's going to have to flip one of them. I I don't know. I like the idea of going through the Instagram. I've always said that The Bachelor should incorporate that, but it's too late now because F-Boy Island has done it in their first two seasons where they let the leads look through the social media accounts of their contestants and... The Bachelor does it now, then it's a blatant ripoff when you literally didn't do that for 46 seasons and all of a sudden if you start doing it, yeah, be a blatant ripoff of F-Boy Island. So I doubt that's going to happen. But it was funny to see. I don't know if any of you know this, for those that are watching F-Boy Island, if you know who Benedict is on social media, yes, he's a comedian and he does stand up, but he also does sketches and bits and stuff like that. But there's uh, a guy that he does bits with, Joey Molinaro, who's very funny impressionist, who does a lot of sports sketches in comedy on his uh, his Instagram and his Twitter. And Benedict and Joey are, I guess, good friends. I think they're both from the Indiana area, and they're good friends. And they just do this bit that I think is hilarious. It's just, it's almost like dad jokes where they just say the corniest things and just laugh at each other, like meeting at a party or at a wedding and stuff like that. But... Benedict's name in all those skits is Johnson. And so when Louis, when Louise went through his stuff, I'm like, how can you not ask him who Johnson is? We'd be like, what, Johnson? Why do they call you Johnson? Yeah, but she didn't. She asked him about pictures of that she thought was an engagement, but clearly it was a photo shoot. He wouldn't be that dumb to leave up engagement pictures. Um, I even knew it was a photo shoot before, it even, before she even asked him. I was like, this is obviously a photo shoot, but... Anyway, uh, F-Boy Island, episodes four to six, popped yesterday on HBO Max. Go check it out, and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. And look, do you have to watch episode, uh, season one to watch season two of F-Boy Island? Not really, but I think it would help you. And you can rip through season one. I just think it would help you to know the whole Garrett Casey backstory and get Nikki's humor and how they're not taking themselves seriously. Because if you just tuned in and thinking this is like some love show, and look, a relationship might come out of this, a couple might come out of this, but this isn't about love. This is about comedy in the dating world. And they really ramp it up, and I think it's I just think it's so fun and such good mindless entertainment that I love watching it. So check that out. And no, I'm not being paid. I'm also not being paid to promote Summer House, excuse me, for <laughs> Summer House, Forever Summer, Hamptons, which if you listen to yesterday's podcast with former casting director of Survivor and Amazing Race, Lynn Spillman, 
You know that she's the executive producer on that show. It dropped last Friday, so it's been out a week. It's only eight episodes long. And if you liked The Hills and Laguna Beach and you liked the shows now, like the updated versions of those now, which would be what, like Fiesta Key and Florabama Shore or whatever, just kids in their late teens, early 20s in a location with, I mean, I tell you what it is. First off, it's just, you know what you're getting when you watch this show. This isn't rocket science. It's late teens, early 20s kids in the Hamptons who have crushes, who hook up, who throw, who go to parties in people's backyards, and they have a bunch of gossip sessions. I mean, that's what it is. It is That's all the show is. But it is highly entertaining, I'm telling you. when I, If you heard yesterday's interview, I'd only watched one episode when I interviewed Lynn. Yesterday I watched three more, so I'm halfway through the season. I've seen the first half of, of, the, of the show, and it's just getting more and more juicy. I'm telling you, Reed is my favorite character. I just love how this guy just stirs the shit. And by the way, I'm going to talk about Summer House Hamptons here for a couple minutes. So if you don't want to hear about it, you want to have spoilers, mute or fast forward. I think Reed's my favorite character. You heard Lynn say yesterday, you either love him or you hate him. I love him. Is he messy as fuck? Yes. Not even close. Like he is, there's no equal to him right now on that show. All he does is cause trouble and all he does is stir shit up. I'm sure he was probably told to by a producer. I don't care. I find it entertaining. He's really screwing up some people's friendships and relationships, though. But he's he's not, like, mean or vindictive about it. He, it just seems like he literally has no filter and can't keep his mouth shut. And he he also enjoys it. But I think it's... I find it funny. Please go watch the show, people. I think you'll really like it if you like that type of genre. I think Alon, the city-it, which is just a funny term. I had no idea people from the Hamptons hated people from New York that come in and visit, and they call them city-its. I Did he kind of lie to Addison? Yeah. But she said she was seeing other people too. I didn't understand why she was so upset about his Sophia Trist. Maybe because it was he didn't flat out tell her, yes, I am seeing people. He was just kind of beating around the bush. He probably should have been a little bit more upfront about that. The Emily and Avery friendship that seems to be deteriorating in episode four. Here's what you need to know about Emily. I've never seen this before in my life. Obviously, people have different spellings of their names across the world for common names, and you see some really weird ones. I know for a fact, and I don't know if you know this, but the Emily on the show spells her name E-M-E-L-Y-E. Yes, that that's Emily. Spelled out that phonetically, that's Emily, but I've never seen Emily spelled E-M-E-L-Y-E. Have you? So I wonder if in the last four episodes we're going to get Emily and Avery, is it going to be a cliffhanger of at the end of this series, end of last summer when this was filmed, did they leave the Hamptons in a fight or did they make up? I think Frankie isn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. I really don't. I'm still kind of scratching my head about why there's interest in him from women on that show. But 
I also understand that I'm twice as old as all these kids and attraction at that age is a lot different than what you'd be attracted to as an older person like myself. So I, I, I can sit here and say, I can't understand why any of these women are remotely interested in Frankie, but I also understand that I don't get it. I don't necessarily get that age. And as for Hunter, Emily's boyfriend, that guy's just trouble. Like probably the most unlikable character on that show. Just, just seems like he just wants to fight everybody. Well, he obviously wants to fight Alon, but he just seems so angry. And she, they've talked about anger issues, so maybe something happens with him later on in the season. But guy just seems just mad. And I don't think for a second Emily and Hunter last. I have no idea. I haven't looked at any of these kids' Instagrams to see if who's together with who or who's still friends with who. I don't want to know. Maybe I will after I watch the last four episodes. But I, Hunter and Emily are never going to be a long-term thing. One of the reasons is they're spending every living, breathing moment together as 21-year-olds. Like, that's not healthy. It isn't. It just isn't. Yes, have there been people in this world that have, you know, been high school sweethearts and stayed together and been married for 50 years? Yeah, but you're the exception. You're not the rule. Spending that much time with somebody at that age is just not healthy, and one of them's going to realize it, and that relationship's going to end. Pop culture, moving on. I didn't even read this story. I just saw the headline. It was a Kristen Cavallari headline. And the headline said, Kristen Cavallari says, I'm only going to go for the verified DMs. Oh, interesting. I guess I have a chance then. <laughs> no. Um, that makes sense. It's just someone, I, I get why... A-list, B-list people, C-list people date people of the same list. Because if you're out of that world, it's very hard for them to understand your life. It's kind of why Bachelor Nation people date Bachelor Nation people. I've heard it from numerous contestants. They said they just don't. People, you try and date outside the Bachelor circle, and a lot of those people don't understand it and don't understand what you went through and don't understand so it's like, okay, I still think you can, but I also understand why they try and date within their own circle, Bachelor Nation circle. And just want to end this uh, real quickly, a, a sports take here. Yesterday, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. Kyler Murray, the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, signed a five-year, $230 million extension to be the quarterback of the Cardinals. There was scuttling, scuttlebutt earlier this offseason, and he deleted all of his Instagram stuff of Cardinals logos and pictures and all that stuff. But obviously it's been resolved. And, you know, look, this is the going rate. You could say like, oh, my gosh, Kyler Murray's going to make $46 million a year. He's been in the league, what, two, three years? Yeah, that's just the going rate. You've probably seen the articles recently that we're going to have a $100 million a year player in one of the major sports way sooner than you think we are. And you can say all you want, like he's not worth $46 million. He's worth what an owner is willing to pay him. It doesn't matter what you think he's worth. An owner is thinks he's worth that. So you can say all you want. And, and then if we're going like, well, he's never won anything. He's never won a playoff game. He's never won a Super Bowl, and he's making $46 million a year. 
Well, if we're just basing it off of Super Bowl wins, then Tom Brady would make the most money of anybody in the NFL, and everybody would make way less because he's so far ahead of everybody else in Super Bowl rings. And that's just not realistic. you got to think of the times that we're in now. Yes, there were quarterbacks in the 80s and 90s that are like, oh, my gosh, that guy didn't made it. You know, he played for the love of the game, and he made $2 million a year. It's just like, unfortunately, <laughs> the clock keeps running, and we add on days and months and years, and as we add on years, 2022 is not 1980. It's not 1990. It's not even 2000. Inflation happens, and things go up. Prices go up. And this is just the way it is now. People just have to accept it. That doesn't matter if you think Kyler Murray is worth $46 million a year. Somebody th- out there thinks he is. And they're going to give it to him. And he's going to take it just like you would if an owner put that in front of your face. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Go rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It certainly helps this podcast as well as the Thursday podcast. It is Friday. I hope you have a great weekend ahead of you. And we will talk to you on Monday. See ya!